Welcome to the Life and Legacy Show, where we discuss all things elder law, estate, and legacy planning. Hosted by certified elder law attorney, Tim Seckler, from the Seckler Law Firm. And now your host, attorney Tim Seckler. And welcome to this week's edition of the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great plans. I'm your host, attorney Tim Seckler. Uh, and today, I'm super excited uh, to invite uh, Pastor Ron Brown, the pastor of the church I go to, Hope Lutheran in Cranberry. He's going to talk to us all about um, the different ways that churches are having to adopt. You know, if you're listening to this as a podcast, this is also a radio show that is uh, played on 101.5 Word FM on Saturday mornings at 9, uh, and it's a Christian radio uh, station, and... and um, the audience there, I think, would be would be interesting. Uh, interested to know about all of the different things that churches are going through in this time with the with the crisis uh, and the shutdowns and all the rest. And so, I brought uh, I asked Pastor Brown to join me uh, to talk about what we're doing. So sometimes on this show we do legal, technical wills and trusts and powers of attorney and different things that I think make up a good estate plan. Um, and then sometimes we just do, uh, talk about some things I'm interested in, which which today means talking about church and what that looks like these days. Um, before we get into that, for those of you who have not heard about our law firm today, the Secular Law Firm, uh, or before, the Secular Law Firm is your family's partner in all things elder law, estate planning, post-death administration. We are headquartered in Mars, Pennsylvania, but have offices sort of across western Pennsylvania and help people uh, from across. I will chat about it again in a minute, but you should check out one of our workshops. If you have not been to one of our state planning and elder law workshops, we do them just about every week or every other week. Uh, we host them in Mars in a big open space where uh, where you can stay distant from your friends uh, and come and learn about all types of estate planning and elder law issues and how to protect your house and your money from long-term care expenses. So uh, we'll chat about that more in a little bit, but I want to get to Pastor Brown. Pastor Brown, thanks for joining me. Thank you, Tim, for allowing me to be here. All right, and and so uh, Pastor Brown, as I mentioned, is the pastor at Hope Lutheran in Cranberry, which is, as far as Lutheran churches go, a pretty darn big church. How many how many families roughly? We have uh, 367 active families and about 462 total that make up Hope Lutheran Church. It's a big Lutheran church. It's a big church. Biggest in, in Pittsburgh area, right? Uh, biggest, uh, yes, biggest attended Lutheran church in the Pittsburgh area. At least it was. <laughs> awesome. And you've been there for a long time. When did you show up at Hope? I came to Hope Lutheran Church uh, in March, actually March 17th, 2003. St. Patty's Day. St. Patty's Day, also the start of the Iraq War. How about that? How about that? Yeah, that's how I remember that. That's uh, I remember where I was. Where were you? <laughs> I'm not sure I can tell my pastor. I was in uh, I was at uh, in New Orleans at a at a St. Patrick's Day parade down in the French Quarter when when all of that stuff wow. started going down. Okay, so that was that was when you started at Hope. My first official day. Yes, I was called there that year. Mm-hmm. Well. Started in crisis, and here we are back. So yeah. why, why, don't, <laughs> yeah, right. why don't you give just a little bit about your bio and, and yeah, what sure. folks might want to know about, about Pastor Brown? So I have been ordained now almost 22 years. Uh, I am a graduate of California University of Pennsylvania, a class of 95 with a degree in sociology. And then I went off for four more years to the Seminary of Gettysburg Lutheran Seminary, LTSG at the time, Lutheran Theological Seminary of Gettysburg, which is now called United Lutheran Seminary. About two years ago, Philadelphia and Gettysburg became one United 
seminary together. So that's a new endeavor for us. So ordained, uh, like I said, about 22 years ago. Uh, I've been in ministry. Um, I grew up in a small town. Maybe you've heard of it out there, everybody. Connellsville, Pennsylvania. I actually grew up in the borough of South Connellsville. Connellsville. Connellsville, yeah, off the Yakagani River. Good western Pennsylvania town. Beautiful Laurel up Highlands. Up in the hills. Absolutely. Gorgeous up there. Um, born and bred, grew up, uh, my home parish was Trinity Lutheran Church, which is on West Crawford Avenue, and I was born and bred there and uh, just grew up in that parish. Felt the call to ministry at a young age of life, um, being raised in the church and going every week, basically. That was part of church. So I remember playing hockey with my brother growing up, mm-hmm. and we would always play Sunday afternoons. Um, but in order for us to play hockey, we had to be sure we were at church because we didn't go to church. We weren't going to play hockey that afternoon, so we made sure we were up. My mother would come in and flick on our bedroom lights and kick our bed about 7.30 <laughs> and say, okay, boys, get up. And get if, up. We, if we didn't stir, it was, okay, no hockey today. Um, so going to church every week was just something that we did as a family. Um, and then about, about the age of 15, I really felt the call to church. And I was a rambunctious child, Tim. I, I had a good time growing up. Right up until 15. Yeah, right, until 15. <laughs> um, but I remember when I was driving back, it was actually in October, we were coming back from a haunted hayride on my youth group trip. Okay. And my home pastor, Herb Dubler at the time, um, was driving me home. And I said to Herb, Pastor Herb, how do you become a pastor? And I think he was going to wreck the car because he didn't know what to think of me. Um, and I remember we pulled over to the side and he, he said, why do you ask? I said, because, you know, I've always wondered because I feel this call to the church. And so that's what started my journey. So that's what I ended up, uh, again, entering, I uh, went to college, um, what we call a pipeliner. So high school, college, seminary, parish. Okay. My first parish was up in the Laurel Highlands as well at a place called Derry, mm-hmm. Trinity Lutheran Church in Derry, Pennsylvania, and then St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Darlington, which is right outside Ligonier. Okay. St. Paul's has since closed uh, in the last few years. Wonderful, wonderful people. Both parishes were great. Um, spent about almost four years there with those folk. Um, and then at the time, my former bishop, who's now Bishop Emeritus of Southwestern PA, um, Bishop McCoy, Don McCoy, uh, came to me one day and says, Ron, I got this parish in Cranberry. It's been around for a while, almost, you know, I mean, we were probably about, what, 80-some years at the time. And it's in a growing area. We need somebody young, mm-hmm. and somebody to go up there and just you know stick around for a while, right the ship, as he said. So I uh, I said I'd pray about it, and I did pray about it. I remember going to my wife and saying, you know, we get this place in Cranberry, and uh, my wife at the time was teaching at Dairy School District, and she's like, well, Ron, I really don't want to move. Um, and then I remember she came back to me about a month later. She says, you know, if it's truly a call from God. Then we'll go. We can't tell them no. No, exactly. So <laughs> next thing you know, I, I did the interview, and uh, they called me to Hope Lutheran. My wife uh, followed thereafter in that summer, and I've uh, been very fortunate. So I've been in Cranberry all these years, and just a wonderful, wonderful place. You know, my wife and I joined Hope Lutheran, I think, in 2010 when we moved to Cranberry. This is before I started the law practice, and my law practice is sort of in the community now, and, and we live here and we work here, and Cranberry's growing and doing the mm-hmm. thing. So... The church has obviously grown a good bit since you took over. Yeah. Part of that you have to think because just the size of Cranberry and mm-hmm. the population sort of explosion in, in Cranberry. But part of it, my, my take on it is um, 
you know, how I sort of viewed hope from the get-go, and we actually, I was raised in a Lutheran church, my wife was not, and mm-hmm. and we we went sort of church shopping when we mm-hmm. moved to Pittsburgh and went to a couple of different churches, and none of them really seemed to be the right fit. We ended up at Hope uh, on a uh, on a Sunday after Christmas. We had gone to, to a church service at, at a bigger church for Christmas, and, and man, it just was not what I was used to at all. Um, it really didn't really didn't have a great feel for what that was. Ended up at at Hope a few weekends later, and you know it, it's a it's a more traditional church service. It's, yeah. it's a it's a Lutheran church, um, and and you can talk a little bit about what that looks like. But but one of the things that I took was what you have done and, and what the associate pastors have done, and there's yeah. been a few, and we have a fantastic one named Pastor Amy right now. But um, the message. The sermon, the conversation, even the conversation in the hallways is a much more, in my opinion, modern conversation, mm-hmm. modern feel. You know, my, my vision of, of the little West Virginia church I grew up in mm-hmm. was, um, you know, I basically, it, it seems to me that we went there on Sunday to get yelled at for an hour, and then, <laughs> and then you know, <laughs> and they wrestled the kids into the Sunday school, and boy, Hope just doesn't <clears throat> have that feeling. You no. know, people are happy to be there, the kids are happy to be there, and, and mm-hmm. things have just gone well. So how, how what was the size when you got it? And... Sure. So when I came in 2003, the size was, uh, we were worshiping just under 100 people. Okay. At that time. Right now, we're averaging over 400 a weekend. Or at least we were pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. We don't know where we're going to be soon. But uh, so we, we, we've grown. Uh, one of the things, Timmy, it's funny you say about, uh, you know, the preaching style. Um, when I was first ordained, right out of seminary, you know, you have a lot of, of I call, you know, I'm going to talk my hillbilly way here, you know, mm-hmm. book learning, right? Sure. So you come with a lot of uh, education. Um, and I remember being in the pulpit one Sunday morning uh, at Trinity Lutheran in Derry. And that's the service my wife attended. And Brenda's her name. She's a school teacher in Seneca. She's a wonderful. We've been married 26 years almost. So we've been together a long time. So I remember coming out of the service one day, and I said to my wife, Brenda, I said, what did you think of the sermon? What did you think? And I mean, I, like, I let the people have it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I gave them all the, all the learning that I had at seminary, using all the big 20 cent, 25 right. cent words. And I remember she, she looked at me across, the, across the, the kitchen table, and she's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, I just spend like all this time on this sermon. And she's like, Ron, it doesn't relate to anything that I'm, I'm about. I, mean, what, 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 I get what you're saying, but how does, it, how does it relate to me day by day? What do I do with that Monday morning? Exactly. Right? Yeah. So that's when it started for me, when it clicked that, you know, uh, we try to preach a message, at least my, my approach to, to preaching is uh, a relevant message that's modern that you can take with you and chew on it for the week. Yeah. You know, where is God walking with? So that's that's been my 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 take on that. I think most Sundays you hit it pretty darn well. Now we got to talk about the jokes though. Yeah, they're because pretty bad if sometimes. You, if you have ever been to church at at Hope Lutheran, and Pastor Brown stands up because he's given the sermon this week, you had better get be prepared for like pretty much the worst dad joke you're ever going to hear to be the icebreaker. And it's it's kind of a thing people have come to expect, and it, and it's a good. Light, I have a captured audience. Tim. It's a good light way to do it, and you know there's there's like five or six people that laugh for you. Yeah, them, right. They, I have a laugh track now, so with the, with the COVID. <laughs> Uh, so let's talk about COVID. So yeah. we're running a church in a pandemic. Mm. You're not, at least for a long time, weren't allowed to be open at all. Not at all. So, no. you know, how has, boy, let's just talk about some of the changes. How sure. has the service changed? How mm-hmm. has your role changed? Mm-hmm. How do you see the, the church 
both hope and churches generally, mm-hmm. you know, there's got to be some churches out there that having trouble. So, what, you know, what are your thoughts right now on what church is like mm. and what it needs to be? I can speak from my experience of hope. I mean, so uh, as Tim knows, we, when COVID was really starting to ramp up and take off, we we shut down. Um, it was, I thought at the time, one of the hardest decisions to do was to close the church. I've discovered now trying to reopen is even that much more <laughs> difficult. Um, but when we did shut down, it was uh, uh, we sent the staff home, and I was probably the only one coming to the office. I was the only one coming to the office for months. Uh, we started to do everything remotely, um, meetings, everything. So we learned how to do Zoom and Facebook Live and uh, Google. Google became our friends, uh, Microsoft Teams, anything you could think of to keep us connected as a team, as a staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then with the parishioners, you know, trying to find ways to keep people engaged in ministry. So for us, it was, uh, if you're watching us even currently today, um, you, you will see that hope. Uh, we are a broadcast uh, on our website, www.hlc.church. That is our website. Um, we are live streamed every weekend. We do Facebook Live. Uh, we're on YouTube and we do Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're using our cell phones and a webcam to do that. Yeah. Now, mind you, go ahead. No, I've just I, I can remember from the early days of the lockdown, April or whenever whenever we you and figured out how to how to stream a service off of your <laughs> cell phone because we you know we, we have a wonderful facility and we haven't even mentioned the new build that we no, have but we no. we didn't necessarily have the audiovisual equipment so you and Pastor yeah. Amy and a couple other folks figured out how to yeah. how to run church service off of a cell phone camera <laughs> but I, I've got this great um, still shot of my kids on a Sunday morning. Um, mm. sitting at the sitting at the kitchen table eating cereal with yeah. my laptop streaming church yep. in the background. Right, I don't even think they have shirts on. There's milk spilled all over do. the table. I remember that picture. But, but church <laughs> church looks very different these days, it you know. Does. And, and um, but so let's talk. Let's let's use that to talk about what we're doing now at Hope mm-hmm. uh, um, and and trying to get off the cell phone camera. Yeah. So what we're doing at Hope right now, um, Tim, uh, is that, as you know, as one of our leaders at the parish, uh, we have invested in all new audio-visual equipment. We've been very fortunate. We're a fortunate church where people have been very generous, and we're able to keep our mission moving forward. So thanks be to God for that. Um, But with the purchase of the new equipment, um, it will enhance the service. Uh, We were looking to upgrade our audio to begin with because we know that we had some issues with our, our audio um, but then the video came in, into play, um, and now we are hopefully the first week of November, I'm hoping. It's hard to get vendors all lined up in a row and to keep the sanctuary moving forward. Um, we have everything lined up uh, with our, our contractor, <coughs> and we should be able to install um, all that equipment. And hopefully by the first, what is it, November 8th, uh, the weekend after that, we should be up and running with everything new. We built a new... We took out some uh, traditional pews, as we call them in our parish, our seats, and we actually built a audio-visual booth. Um, and all we, re- we ran wiring all through the building, hmm. um, a lot of wiring, I discovered. I didn't realize how many wires go into this type of uh, production. Um, but everything's ready to roll, so we're just literally now waiting for the installation of the uh, audio with new speakers and new sound. That everything It's basically going to be TV quality mm-hmm. is what we're looking to do. 4K. 
4K. 4K church coming 4K. at you. Maybe it's 4K. I don't know. It the, is 4K, the, the actually. The tech guys will yell at us. Okay. It is 4K with different cameras and uh, iPads. So we're looking for audio-visual people to run it. I'm looking for teenagers, so I'm sure they'll be able to be able to do it just fine. <laughs> Listen up, kids. If you're going to Hope and you're a teenager, we need some help. Yeah, but, if uh, you're good at production, man, we'd like to train you. Be our intern. <laughs> Please come join us. You know, it's interesting because, you know, you think about the seasons of the church. We're currently in Reformation, and there's some, yes. there's some changes going on, you know. And, Absolutely. And it, and it just seems like, you know, it, it, it's been, um, and I think in a lot of different ways, not just at church, but but there's this trend toward digital, and there's this trend mm-hmm. toward everything being online, and, and maybe perhaps churches for a while have have been wrestling with how to keep up with these these yeah. changes. You know, families are busy as heck. You know, yes, they in are. my family, we've got mm-hmm. soccer practice on Sunday mornings. Yeah. You know, and it's and it's hard for it's hard for families mm-hmm. to juggle all of that. Yeah. Um, and you know, this this seems to be a thing. Uh, the lockdowns and, and trying to how to wrestle with it that may be pushing churches forward a decade, right? Maybe mm-hmm. we've all grown digitally a decade in the last year, you know, and it Yes, definitely. We we dipped our toe into the to the video live stream. I on a whim on Christmas Eve of this past year at our seven o'clock service because we maxed out. We ran out of room. So I had my daughter who's fifteen, Nicole, who attends Seneca Valley, I said, Honey, I need your cell phone. And she gave me her cell phone. I grabbed a tripod and I said Turn this on, go to our Facebook page, and then live stream it. So we did. Um, and that was our first experience with the live stream. So that was the Christmas time. Uh, and you said we're in the season of the church. Yes, as Lutherans, we celebrate the Reformation. It's a big festival in our church, you know, where Martin Luther uh, in 1517, you know, uh, went and nailed his 95 theses to the Cashel Church right. door at Wittenberg. And hence this Reformation began. Um, the, cha- the church was beginning to change. Um, and that was 103 years ago. That's hard to believe. 103 or uh, 503 no, years ago. I was going to say, it's, it's 503 years ago. Years. Yeah. We'll talk about Hope Lutheran <laughs> Church is 103 years old. Uh, but 503 years since that has happened. And as I was talking to Tim earlier before this broadcast, uh, I talked about, you know, what is the church like? And I, I feel that we're in a Reformation again. I really believe that. I think it's, it's the church continues to reform. As Lutherans, that's what we believe, that the church is always reforming. And I think this is another case of Reformation. You know, what's the church going to look like at the end of this? We trust in God that all will be okay, and we have hope in Christ that, you know, no matter what goes on, that we have those things for us. And the church is definitely in a time of transition. It was in a transition, but now it's 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 even faster. You know, and it's interesting. It's not necessarily even one all the time about ideology. It's one more about, like, delivery, right? I mean, yeah. how, how do we reach the community, and how do we do it? And you and I, before the show, mm-hmm. were chatting about— the wrestle that we're going through wanting to have the church open yeah. versus trying to be a good neighbor in our community, exactly. right? And, and you know, there's no judgment on any churches that are no. full bore and doing it. They're mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. Their choice. But we've been a little bit more conservative at Hope. We have. And, and But we are having some in-person services at this point. So we are. Yeah, so right now uh, we've been we we started in person services at the beginning of uh, June, outside. Uh, we have on our campus, um, as Tim said, we we built a new church. So we've been in a new building uh, for what about three years? I've been several. I've been in all these years. I've been through several builds at Hope Lutheran Church, but our latest campus is about three years old. Mm-hmm. I do believe. Um, but we have, we purchased the property next door, and that's part of our, our grounds. 
Um, and we have a wonderful fire pit that was built by one of our Eagle Scouts. And so we've been meeting back there on the weeknights, on our weekends on Saturday nights at 5. And then as of September, we came inside at 9. And as Tim was saying with uh, our, our cautious approach, we do mask. Uh, we do not sing. We limit our singing because of, you know, science is, depends on who you, you know, are listening to, you know, the aerosols that are out there. But we do take a conservative approach um, because uh, our thought is, you know, we want to be good neighbors. Um, plus, we want to make sure that people stay healthy. We want them to be in church. Um, so we're working towards that. Uh, but, yeah, we, we've definitely taken a different route with, you know, again, just being very careful, sanitizing, spraying, keeping the church clean. Uh, our Sunday school program is, is a hybrid right now. Uh, we have confirmation. So on Sunday morning, we have a family Sunday school happening in our community hall, which was part of the new build. And then we have in our youth center is our confirmation. That's usually our seventh and eighth grade students. And we have about 35 kids in our confirmation program. So we're doing a year A and a year B. Mm-hmm. And so our lovely teacher, Miss Pam, uh, is teaching Zoom at, for one students are staying home and the other kids are there in person, which is kind of neat to watch her maneuver all Trying that. Trying to figure all that oh, out. Oh, God love her. She's, she's wonderful, by the way. She's just a, a stellar teacher. Um, and then our high school kids are meeting in the building. And they, they've taken on the whole educational wing. So we have our high school kids that meet in the educational wing with our two fabulous teachers, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Dedish, who are just wonderful people as well. And the kids just love them, and they're just great, stellar teachers. Um, but, yeah, we, we definitely – our Sunday school program last year had over 200 kids enrolled. You know, that's that's one of the things. When I when I first came to Hope, you know, you hear about how the millennials don't want to go to church and all this stuff. Sure. But, you know, millennials have kids at this point. They do. And, and when we first started going to Hope, there's kids everywhere. They, you know, I mean, that's what the most recent build was, was mm-hmm. largely – essentially a school. I mean, it, it was. it's not a, a school technically, but, but – it's classrooms, and and we built a Sunday school wing and a community hall, and it's and it's really beautiful facility. I, I, you know, could we predict we wouldn't be able to use it for a year <laughs> solid? I'm not sure. <laughs> we might have Very stressful, by the way. Very stressful. <laughs> but uh, wonderful facility, and we'll get back in there soon. But we will. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you let people know? Um, we have uh, because this is an opportunity, perhaps for people that that maybe want to find out mm-hmm. what hope is all about, sure. and they can check it out online. So yeah. go through the services again. Where can they find it? When can they find it? Yeah, absolutely. So services at Hope Lutheran Church uh, are Saturdays at five, Sundays at nine, and Sundays at eleven. Um, each service is distinct in its own way. Uh, right now in the COVID, it's a little bit more similar, but when we, when we go back to normal worship, you'll see variations of that service. Uh, with music as well as the liturgy, as we call it, the work of the people. Uh, our 11 o'clock service is very traditional. Mm-hmm. So if you like traditional worship, uh, that's the one to go to. But all three services are currently live-streamed uh, at, again, our website, www.hlc.church. Uh, you can find our service there as well as all the service bulletins. Uh, you can follow along. Um, and they're broadcast on our Facebook Live page, Instagram page, and as well as YouTube. So, look, look at this. I got it, them all, man. You got it. You got it all figured out. Oh. I don't know about that. <laughs> We're working. You know, and, and uh, at least before the shutdown and stuff, the 9 a.m. service is the biggest service. That, that's the family that's service. That's the family service. That's mm-hmm. where all the kids are running around making all kind of noise. And, and you know, if, if that's not for you, thing. come at 11. Yeah. But for me, it's fantastic. It and, it, you know, fantastic. and then that leads into the Sunday school and, and everything mm-hmm. works. Everything works really well, but it's 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 wonderful to see that. So if you um, look, if if the conversation uh, with Pastor Brown here has got you curious at all, 
now's a neat time to check out one of the services, yeah. listen to the sermons. They can catch old sermons on the website. You can catch them on the website, absolutely. Yeah. So just uh, take a look. It, it's a it's a fantastic church. It's been right for my family. Uh, doing some good things prior to this, doing the best to get through this, um, and trying to do it in a conservative and the church, the you know, the congregation itself has been fantastic. I mean, mm-hmm. we're not seeing people falling out. We're not no. seeing people, um, you know, the, I've been watching the numbers of the live stream, and it's been fairly consistent since the thing started. It so has. It's, it's been— uh, We've actually had a broader reach with live stream, Tim. Like most churches are seeing across the nation uh, in my conversations— with live stream, we're, we're reaching a bigger audience. You've even had people watching from overseas. I have a kids couple, that have traveled or I have whatever. A couple families that are over there that used to be a part of Hope Church, as we know, Cranberry in this area is very transient in nature, um, so they're traveling. But I've had people from Switzerland to France to England, Germany. Uh, so that's been pretty nice, and I yeah, it's pretty cool actually. What a neat world. I mean, you know, there, there is in, in all of this mess. There's some opportunity there mm-hmm. somewhere. Some opportunity to reconnect with some, you know, some old church members or yeah, which is uh, nice. Whatever it is. So, anyway, listen. Uh, thanks for joining us. Um, um, the uh, it, I think it's been a great conversation. And and listen, uh, listeners, if if you are at all curious about this church, I'm telling you firsthand, it's a fantastic place to be. Check us out one Sunday. If you if people wanted to come to the 9 a.m., they do have to register right now, right? For right now, and yes, you register can do online that. on the website. HLC.church. Dot church. So um, if, you, uh, if you signed into this uh, show late, if you started listening late, you have been listening to the Life and Legacy show sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm. My name's Tim Seckler. Uh, we do estate planning elder law work, and today we talk all about church and trying to get through it. So um, thank you for listening. You can find this show any uh, Saturday morning at 9 a.m. on 101.5 Word, or you can check us out wherever you get your podcasts. It's called The Life and Legacy Show. Normally we talk about wills and trusts and elder law matters. Uh, every once in a while we just talk about what's on the top of my mind, and, and that was what today's episode was all about. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. And um, folks, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you in the same place next week. This has been the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great plans. SecklerLawFirm.com or call 724-841-1393.